This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Writing in the Daily Maverick, Lucas Ledwaba describes the beginning of a library in a rural village in Napopa. He notes that in 2015, academic Mahatla Tepa Lepale, a local resident of Dipateni province, spent her weekends under a tree reading. Her reading sessions caught the interest of local children who asked to join her. In no time at all, the group grew from six children to more than a dozen. Today, Makhatla has built a library in the area and has started a reading club. Makhatla has also been featured in the Mail and Guardian 200 Young South Africans, and she joins me now to tell me more. Makhatla, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Makhatla, tell me a little bit about the area in which you live. The area in which I live is Dipateni village. It's found in an area called Botogwa. Botogwa is a village between uh, Bulukwani City and Makado. Makado is formerly known as Luitrihat. Uh, the area where I live, it's, in, it's a rural area in, in Popo province. So it's a rural area. Uh, Makhatla, you're an academic there. Tell me a little bit about yourself. My name is Makhatla Tupalepale. I'm a mother and I'm also married. Uh, my husband is an author and also a local attorney, Matumi Chidi. And um, I work at a college. Uh, that's where I do administration in terms of procurement. But I also do part-time lecturing. I'm lecturing in the public administration sector and local government sector. I'm a former student activist, and I'm a community builder. Makhatla, tell me how your library started. My library started in 2015. Uh, I've always been a reader. I've always uh, had a privilege of access to books as I grew up in uh, in my village, growing up with my grandparents. There's always been books around at home. So when I got married, I took with me my love for reading. So when I moved to that, to that area, I didn't have many friends. So most of the time, I'll just sit under the tree and read my books and that's what caught the attention of the local children. And then one day they asked me about the book I'm reading. And then I said to them that, uh, would you would you come if I start a reading club? And then they said, yes, we would come. Then six of them, including my own children, then we started a reading club in the library. I mean, sorry, in the home garage. And then from there we moved into a shack. That's when my husband realized that, uh, you know, the library is growing then we would need a place where we can store our books because people were starting to donate books to us. Then that's when we, we, we moved to a shack. And then from there, we started to ask donations from people. We used mostly social media as a platform to ask for donations. And people started to donate. And then ultimately, we managed to build um, a brick house. That's where we, we, we call it a, our library. So it, it's been a quite an interesting journey. Um, a journey that I enjoy so much because uh, it's, 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 it has always been my passion to share my love for reading with uh, people around me and also to give those children in my village an access to books, a privilege that I had. So I wanted to, to share with them that love for books. There's a beautiful picture in Lucas Ledwaba's article in the Daily Maverick um, about your school. And it's one of little kids. And the book they're reading is a children's book. And it's a beautiful book. But you also you don't only have English um, books in English. You also have books in local languages. And I wonder if you can tell me a bit about that. I grew up 
being having access to books that opened my mind to a lot of things and also conscientized me at a very young age. I'm one person who believes that uh, language forms a great and integral part of one's identity. So that is why it's very important that I teach those children to read in both English and their home language, which is Sebedi, because you don't want to raise children who are not conscientized about who they are, where they come from. You need to raise children and produce children who appreciate their language and also who are able to communicate with their language, People, young people who would appreciate where they come from. So that is why it is very important, even when we are asking for donations, we emphasize that we need books in both uh, English and our local language because that is where it's very important to ensure that these children, they grow up knowing who they are and taking pride in their own languages. You also have the Reading Club, which allows children to come and read stories for other children. Can you tell me a little bit about that? The Reading Club is a part and parcel of the library. So the children basically, they come there at the library. Then we read different books and then we share what we have read in those books. But also, because you do understand that in rural areas, our schools are not really that much capacitated to teach children about reading. Uh, it could be because of lack of resources and many other factors. So I try to bridge that gap. So when I teach these children to read, one of the things that I do, I sit attentively and listen to them attentively how they read so that I can be able to see where do they need remedial action. What can I do to assist them to be able to read perfectly, to perfect their reading? So basically, one other thing that I'm trying to do is to bridge a gap between their school and these children so that I help them to read in a manner that it will assist them going forward. Your library has become more than a library. It's almost like a community center for children, a place for them to come after school, but also to do, Is it? am I right that they do a little bit of theater as well? The children, they don't only read because you know they are children and uh, they do a lot of reading at school. So I use uh, different methods because I also uh, want to, know these children and go places where teachers are unable to go, give them special attention. You know, we are not gifted similarly as human beings. You find that other children, they are not able to read, but they are able to dance, they are able to draw, they are able to play certain games that can actually become their careers. So that is why we don't only read in our library. Uh, These children, they play chairs, for instance. They play scrapple. They play other educational games, but also after reading, we make sure that we don't go home without dancing because they need to dance. You know, dance is kind of like therapeutic for them. So whenever we, we have our sessions, we make sure that there's always music so that these children can dance, they can be happy. Well, what do you want to do is to also inspire other people to do similar things to what you are. Is it very difficult to start off? It's not actually very difficult. You Even when you do not have resources, you know, everything just falls into places. It, it, you can just start even with uh, one book. I remember when we started, we started with uh, Nalibali supplements. I had a friend who worked at Nalibali. Then she would bring me supplements, those supplements that we turn them into books. Then that's where we started. Then as time went by, a friend also donated some couple of books. And then also from my home, we took some money and buy some books. So it became a movement. So you actually don't need a lot of resources to start. And 
I would really love that in every village, in every suburb, in every township, we have a movement of this sort where we have children gathering to read because, you know, Cherise, if we don't have a reading nation, we, we are likely to be a very lost nation because, you know, these days you have leaders who, who take pride in finding solutions in common sense. They don't rely on reading material to get, you know, information that can help the country to grow. So that is why I'm saying that it is my wish that in every part of South Africa, like you name it, a township, a, a, a suburb, a village, you find a reading movement of this kind. Makhatla, um, the, my listenership are based in Johannesburg. And I know the best thing that I did during COVID-19 was to collect all the books in the house that I did not read anymore and to give them away. Now, I know that many people outgrow, their kids outgrow their books, and they're looking for a place to put them. What do you suggest? I have a friend in Johannesburg. So if uh, people, your listeners have got books to donate, they can, um, you know, uh, they can keep them and then I will, they can communicate with me. Then I can talk to my friend who normally donate books to us so that we can make arrangements on for her to store the books for us uh, until we are able to come to Johannesburg to collect them. So it's, it's, it's easy to collect those books in Johannesburg when they are at a central place. So people who want to donate books, they can communicate with me and also they can communicate with uh, the lady friend that I'm working with, Mladelo. Then we can make arrangements for them too. Uh, donate those books and also how we can collect those. Are there specific kinds of books you're looking for or is it anything at all? Anything at all. What is the age of your um, club, your your little people? The age ranges from as soon as a child is able to talk, they are welcome in our library. So we can say two years to 20 years. Oh, wow. So you are really looking for anything at all and there's nothing, yes. you know, you, you're not going to be strict because what may yes. interest me may not interest somebody else and, like, and vice versa. And knowledge, and knowledge is knowledge, Charis. Knowledge is knowledge. Well, Mahatla, I have to commend you for the incredible work that you did. When I read the story, I thought it was extremely inspiring and I certainly wanted to share it as broad as possible. So keep up the good work, please. Can I have some details if anybody would like to be to get hold of you? They can contact me on 073-565-1890. And also my email address is mahatla at gmail.com. And also they can check me on Facebook as mahatla tepalepale. And also the lady I'm working with, her name is Mulatelo Ramalato. They can check her on Facebook as Mulatelo Ramalato. And also her email address is drramalato at yahoo.com. And um, her contact details, um, oh, I've, I was looking for her contact details because they are inside the phone. But they can contact her on the email address I've provided and also on social media. And also our page is called Onelopele Reading Club and Library. Uh, people can go and like our page and they can also message us on that page. Then we can be able to assist them. It's better to communicate with us through the page because both of us have gotten access to the page and we respond quickly. Because if I'm not able to respond instantly, then Mladelo is able to respond instantly. So it would be better to communicate on that page because it's the most 
fastest way of communicating with us. That's perfect. If anybody missed those details, do not panic. I have them and you're always welcome to be in contact with me and I'll be happy to. I will forward you the contact details from Latelo so that you can also share them with others. Thank you very much. I know how, how um, good I felt having cleared out the books I had that no one in my house is reading. It, it really felt good. So I encourage anybody to do it. And it's nice to know that the books then go to somewhere where that they, that they really can be used and enjoyed. Mahatla, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Charis. Have a good day. That was Mahatla Tepelapale who has opened up a library in Limpopo.